1: HD You're listening to a Hindustan Times production Brought to you by HD Smartcast Hi, I'm Sanchita Sharma I'm the health and science editor with the Hindustan Times Welcome to my podcast, Healthwise Each episode will bring you up to speed with the top of the mind Health, science and environment issues You'll hear experts who will help you better understand policy And decipher jargon So that you can make the choices that work best for you mm-hmm. coronavirus disease is in India, and the rumours about the disease are spreading faster than the virus itself. You can take your pick of all the conspiracy theories going around. Is it a bio-weapon? Is there a secret cure? Can you prevent the disease? Will the virus die in summer? The panic and the uncertainty about what comes next is driving people to believe almost everything they hear. Unscientific advice and misinformation fuel the spread of the virus by preventing people from making the right choices about protecting themselves and those around them. We have to listen to the voice of reason and listen to what doctors have to say. Dr. Harsh Mahajan, founder and chief radiologist at Mahajan Imaging, is here to tell us what to believe in and what not to believe in. So how worried should we be about the coronavirus?
2: See, it is a matter of concern, but... uh... There's no reason to panic. And uh, if we are careful, if we know what is happening uh, in our uh, society, in our uh, city, in our country, uh, we should be safe. Really, it is more to do with those who have infection and staying away from them. And in case you do come in contact with them then taking care of yourself and your family by actually not going out to work or society. Uh, So really, in our country, I think uh, uh, our concern, though, should be there. I think the government has been very, very proactive in identifying cases that have uh, the infection. And also, more importantly, in doing contact tracing. Now, what is a contact? A contact to someone who has actually come in uh, to close proximity to a person, a lady or a man who has the infection, who has infection which has been proved by tests.
1: So this could be somebody you're living with, somebody who's part of your family, it could be a close friend, it could even be a commuter if you're taking a metro to work or your cab driver, your driver, your colleagues, right?
2: You would hope that all those who have the infection which has been proved are not running around like this, that they've already been identified. The very fact that uh, the diagnosis is made and confirmed means that government knows you have the infection. And this is where these people are, uh, you know, isolated. In fact, those with confirmed infection are in hospitals, uh, in isolation wards, And so it's highly unlikely that someone with a confirmed disease would be in the metro or uh, in your office, should not be. The uh, problem is for those who may be having the infection, do not know that they have the infection because either the symptoms are too less or uh, that, uh, you know, they, they really don't know for themselves. And they may be going around normal day-to-day activities without knowing that they can infect others. So those are the people, I think, which is a cause for worry. And that's why this contact tracing is done, so that anyone who does not have an infection but was in close contact with an infected person can actually be identified and then be quarantined.
1: So you really put your finger on the spot, which is that a lot of people have symptoms late or they have such mild symptoms that they don't even realize they're ill. So do we really know what's happening out there? Because, uh, you know, there could be somebody who doesn't know that he's infected, who may not have traveled abroad, but may have casually met somebody who's brought the infection back. So what do you do in a scenario like that?
2: See, that's where uh, the contact tracing, again, I would repeat, is very, very important. And the government has been very proactive. In trying to identify these people, we know of these cases, you know, the one who came to Delhi and we know he had 60 plus contacts and each of them were isolated so that they don't infect their own family members, their friends and people in That was pretty incredible.
1: But then you also had cases like the cases in Kerala where people... Did not want to end up in an isolation ward or in a quarantine, so they went away without testing. So you also need people to be a little more responsible. Isn't I think
2: it? Uh, the I mean, what, what you say RDT is absolutely what you say is absolutely correct. And so we have to be very cognizant of the fact that if we have gone to a place where there is safe, someone went to China or someone went to Italy or someone went to Iran and came back to India, and one, you have to. Tell that, yes, I went to this place, whether you have any symptoms or not, so that uh, the, the uh, health department is aware of you having gone to a place where the chance of your contacting the infection may be very high. That's point number one. Point number two, if you have symptoms, you would be really stupid to not uh, inform, to not tell, because not only will you not get treated, you will infect your family, you will infect your friends, you will infect anyone who comes uh, into contact with you. At least the chance of infection is there. So uh, uh, the onus is on us as citizens of this country uh, to inform if we have symptoms and if we've come from a place uh, where the the disease is really prevalent in large numbers and, and those countries are very well identified. And uh, uh, however, I would caution here that everyone who has uh, flu is not has, does not have uh, coronavirus disease. And so there's no need to panic if you've not been in contact with someone uh, who has the infection or suspected to have the infection. And if you've not gone to such country where the numbers are very large, then 99%, I mean, this is a random figure I'm giving... Uh, it's likely that you don't have coronavirus and may just have uh, normal cough and cold that we get in this uh, changing weather.
1: So, but I mean, three or four of the coronaviruses also cause very mild symptoms of the cold, right? So how can I tell when I should go to a doctor? Because I may have a cough or a cold and this is the flu season. So a lot of us either have it or are likely to get it. So when do you go to a doctor?
2: So most important, this is for any viral infection not for corona itself, but for any viral infection, most of them are self-remitting. Suppose it doesn't get okay on its own and you start having symptoms which are very serious, high-grade fever, you have infection, you have breathlessness, you may uh, uh, develop even at times pneumonia. When you do a chest x-ray, one may find that. Those are symptoms of any viral infection when you must see a doctor. Now, How do we differentiate whether it's just any viral infection or it's coronavirus infection? That comes from history of contact. If there has been history of contact, then in the present day, I think we need to take it more seriously because we need to inform so that this virus, which hasn't been there for so long, uh, uh, does not spread. So no need to panic. Again, I'll emphasize no need to panic. We see today, you know, everywhere people are wearing masks. And I was about uh, to just
1: come to that. You keep repeating no need for panic. But I see people wearing masks all the time. So who needs to wear a mask?
2: See, masks, I see
1: people in surgical gloves walking down the street.
2: Uh, I mean, uh, that, that's taking it too, too far. Uh, you're really, a doctor. You're not wearing surgical gloves. <laughs> no, 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 I don't wear a mask even. <laughs> see, mask we need to wear, uh, people who have the infection or people who have cough and cold, whether it's corona, non-corona. As you know, we have so few cases in this country. I mean, they they can be counted uh, very easily. Those who have cough and cold need to wear a mask so that they don't give the infection to someone else. And this could be any kind of... I mean, we need to protect against any kind of infection. So it doesn't
1: have to be coronavirus. It doesn't have it to be coronavirus.
2: Be uh, so... They are the people who need to wear masks. And then people who are caregivers, doctors, nurses, technicians, paramedics, or even family members who are in close contact with the actual patients who have uh, coronavirus. They need to wear masks. So these are two categories who need to wear masks. Uh, I mean, if you go around the city wearing a mask, I, it it really uh, uh, it is of no use, number one. Number two, what this panic has caused is a mask that costs 10 rupees is now available for 200 rupees. Um, and this hand sanitizer business also that's there, you're getting hand sanitizers for 16, 20, 30 times the price. And, uh, there's anarchy that's happening.
1: So do you really need it or is it so hand washing enough with soap and water?
2: Hand washing is the best. If water and soap is available, then 10 to 20 seconds, preferably 20 seconds of hand washing with soap and water is ideal. Suppose you're in a a place where there is no soap and water. uh, Suppose you're in the metro or anywhere. uh, Then if you want, then you can use a hand sanitizer. Even for hand sanitizer, you need to be aware that it should have an alcohol content of more than 60% for it to be effective. So I can't use
1: beer to wash my hands. (laughs) uh, You
2: can't use beer. Beer is only four and a half percent. You can't use whiskey. Whiskey is 42 percent. People are saying, um, you know, if we wash our hands with whiskey, hey, I'm fine. Some people are saying if I drink whiskey, I won't get the infection. I mean, these are crazy, crazy things, you know, nothing like that.
1: So soap and water is what you recommend. Soap
2: and water is the best. Where that's not available, then hand sanitizer. But again i will repeat no
1: need for panic no yes, need for panic that. no and also what i tell people is it's a good idea if you've stepped out when you come back either go, go to office or come back home it's just a good idea to wash your hands yeah yeah as when frequently you've been in a public place yes, yes as yes.
2: frequently as you can because why is this this is because this uh, coronavirus uh, it spreads through droplets so when we cough or we sneeze that's how it spreads and that If you're in close contact within one meter, these droplets normally don't go beyond one meter. If you're beyond one meter, even of an infected person, your chance of getting the disease is negligible. But these may rest on objects around you, on tables, on doorknobs, on handles. And that's why it is the best to wash your hands as frequently as you can. The moment it comes in your head... Go wash your hands with soap and water. Do it for 20 seconds. Normally, we may do it for 5, 7, 8 seconds. Kindly spend a little more time. Do it for 20 seconds. They say, uh, uh, you know, uh, count those 20 seconds and then do it. Be a little conscious. I think we need to be aware.
1: And stop touching your face.
2: Yes, stop touching your face. Uh, And also when you're wearing a mask... You know, there's no point if you uh, haven't worn the mask in a proper manner. There's no point if you take out the mask, uh, open the mask, uh, you know, from the front. It's of no use because you're infecting your hands, even if you've got infected. So even wearing of the mask is, uh, you you know, there's a science to it.
1: You know, one of the things the WHO has said about this outbreak is that It's an infodemic because there's a lot of misinformation going around, especially now with social media, WhatsApp groups, direct messaging. So people hear all kinds of things. So after a while, you don't know what to believe and what not to believe. So one of the things going around is if you have vitamin C every day, if you have, you know, lemon juice every day, it's enough to protect you from coronavirus.
2: No, it will not protect you. Uh, There's no known evidence, scientific evidence of that. Uh, If you are vitamin C deficient, it'll make you a little more, uh, you know, uh, maybe improve your immunity a little bit. One should not be vitamin D deficient, but it's not going to protect you from coronavirus.
1: Does it help? Because we've had a chief minister saying, if you do yoga every day, you won't get coronavirus. Is See, that
2: enough? Uh, uh, no, that's not enough. Uh, though yoga uh, will uh, improve your body strength, it'll uh, probably improve your immunity from that point of view. But if you're in contact with a person, and if no if you're yoga. touching no. your mouth, nose or eye with infected hands, then uh, I, I don't think yoga or anything is going to protect
1: you. What about cow urine? Uh, I'm sure you didn't study this in medical school no, but i still like your comments on yeah, it
2: These are, you know, rumor mongering that's going on It's not going to help that's It's really playing
1: help. with people's lives, right? Because you've also had cases of uh, people say, claiming that homeopathy cures it and we have no evidence, right? That's No, a
2: there's no evidence uh, There was this uh, notification which came out uh, uh, from the Ayush ministry saying that this may be useful but then they withdrew it so there is no evidence that homeopathy or any other pathy... Because
1: it's uh, a new virus, so we have studied virus. it. it's a new virus,
2: even allopathy doesn't have as yet, uh, you know, any medicine against it. So, uh, you know, to claim that uh, the other pathies uh, are able to cure it or prevent it, I think that is misinformation which can actually lead to people believing that because they are having that medicine, they can't get it and then becoming careless. And and not uh, washing hands uh, enough and, uh, you know, doing things uh, which uh, otherwise should not be done.
1: So what you're really saying is people need to keep their guard up. They need to be aware about their surroundings, try not to touch surfaces in public spaces. When you come back home, wash your hands with soap and water or whenever soap and water is available. And when it's not, then turn to a sanitizer. And that's really the best way to protect yourself and not fall for all the misinformation that you keep getting on social media, including See, two, homeopathy.
2: Three, yeah, two, three simple things. If you do, you can protect yourself. And remember, by protecting yourself, you're protecting your family. You're protecting your friends. You are protecting people in your, um, you know, living environment. I mean, we've had people say, uh, you know, uh, and this was from Spain where someone uh, said that uh, in the area where I live in that colony, there's someone who's got an infection and the whole colony went berserk. Uh, I mean, there's no need for that. If you're not in contact, if the guy is two meters away through droplets, it cannot infect you.
1: Yeah, and you can still eat non-veg, right? Because I believe the price of chicken and mutton and a lot of meats is falling even in India. And in the US, they've stopped going to Chinese restaurants.
2: I think that's so stupid, you know, that uh, uh, um, though, I mean, no one minds the price of uh, foodstuffs coming down, but this should not be the reason. You can, I mean, if you cook everything well, you will not be infected by anything, let alone coronavirus.
1: Thank you. That really, really helped. Thank you so much, Dr. Mahaj. Thanks a lot. There's a lot of misinformation going around. So to keep yourself updated, just log on to the Hindustan Times site. See what we have to say and keep yourself safe. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast.
2: HT Smartcast.